We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. If you felt God's call to serve the Church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The Church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic Philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the Church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu serve. Jesus told a story, and I had this vision of people, like he's telling a story, and they're trying to saying, you know what this guy just said? And I could see that story spreading. And of course, how did all the people who came to hear about Jesus, there wasn't, you know, the, the communication abilities we have now. And so you had people sharing the story with somebody else, and people coming and saying, I want to learn more. And, you know, here's a guy walking by listening and going, I want to get more of that. I want to share more of that. So it, this is a great tool for evangelization. In a very, very practical way, we're taking the message of Jesus, the stories of Jesus, and we're, we're simply putting them out there so that people can hear them. And there's a lot of people who very intentionally listen to Catholic Radio, but I'm guessing there's a lot of people who are flipping through the channels, who are walking by the open door of, of the, the tractor cab or whatever right. it is, and they hear something and it triggers and they're saying, that's really interesting, and that's how the crowds grew, and that's how the crowds grow. This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to our live broadcast here at CHI. We have a small crowd gathering down here in the lobby. We would really love you to come on down and just say hey. We had a fiery conversation the last half hour. And we are Real Presence Lady Radio. I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. And we're going to go to Eli for a little bit of weather. All right. Thank you, Father. Here's your regional weather update on the Real Presence Radio Network. In the Wheelers Point, Minnesota area, scattered flurries with a slight chance of snow this afternoon. Patchy fog this morning, otherwise mostly cloudy with the temperature rising to about 25 by noon and falling to about 13 for the rest of the day. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around minus 12. Winchell values down to about minus 22. Right now in Wheelers Point, it's 20 degrees. Around Winemere, North Dakota, scattered flurries after 4 p.m. Areas of fog this morning, otherwise mostly cloudy, with a high near 27. Tonight, scattered flurries, partly cloudy with a low around minus 2, and wind chill values as low as minus 15. Current temperature in Winemere is 25. For Cannonball, North Dakota, increasing clouds with a high near 27. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 6, and right now it's 19. For the Stoneville, South Dakota area, 
Sunny with a high near 37, and tonight a slight chance of freezing drizzle, patchy fog, otherwise increasing clouds with a low around 17, and the current temperature is 24. And in the area around West Albany, Minnesota, patchy drizzle and patchy fog, otherwise mostly cloudy, with a high near 34. Tonight, patchy freezing drizzle before 9, then cloudy, gradually becoming partly cloudy, with a low around 17. Current temperature in West Albany is 28. That's your regional weather update on the Real Presence Radio Network. Fathers? Thank you, Eli. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Again, we are here with the former director of an, uh, the abortion giant Planned Parenthood, Ramona Travino, will share her story of conversion and how she went from providing abortions to becoming an advocate for life. She'll also preview an event she'll be speaking at soon in our local area. Ramona, are you with us? I'm here. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. I tell you, my brother and I, <clears throat> when we looked uh, over the show and we were kind of looking at the talking points, we both thought this would be the most uh, in just incredible part because the, when you look at the giant of Planned Parenthood and then you look at somebody that was in the business and then out of it, I can't imagine uh, what you've experienced. But maybe you can tell us how you became involved in Planned Parenthood. Right. Um, well, there is often a, a misconception of People often think that I worked at an abortion facility, and I did not. We actually, I worked at a non-abortion facility, so we referred for abortion. But I offer a different perspective on Planned Parenthood because so often it's the one side of Planned Parenthood that everyone likes to defend. Um, and right. so I do offer that perspective so that people can understand why it's important that we defund the organization. Um, I basically um, started working for Planned Parenthood because I wanted the opportunity of being in a position of, of management. And um, I, at the time, didn't really know a lot about Planned Parenthood. I didn't know anything about the pro-life movement. And I wanted to help women. And this would seem like a perfect opportunity to help women and help the underinsured and, um, you know, people that just needed the, those services. And I saw myself working like, um, you know, any other gynecologist's office. And that's just kind of how I justified that work. Yeah, did you, you know, we were, we were talking earlier in the show about narratives and, you know, how the, the, the pro-choice movement is, or the culture of death is really moving a narrative about life and choice and all this stuff. And did you, did mm -hmm. you, I mean, did you experience that where there were, there were certain ways you would talk to women, there were certain things you were told to say, or how, how exactly did you, did, you know, did, did that work? Right, right. Well, there was a lot of talk about reproductive health and, uh, you know, that those euphemisms that dr drive me insane now just to think about it. Right, but, um, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think it, it, the perspective that I, that I always try and the insight that I try to share with people is, is to get them to understand that in order to produce future abortion clients, you have to bring them through on this, on this other side of Planned Parenthood, right? The, the quote-unquote right. reproductive health part of pushing birth control. And so in order to produce future abortion clients, that's really where you get where, where they the traffic comes from, right, is getting young yep. girls on birth control. And so that's, that's really the insight that I try to share and, and get people to really look at because when you're looking at 12 and 13 and 14-year-old girls and we're pushing a narrative of, oh, they're being responsible, right, with their sexual health, right, exactly. with their reproductive health. You know, that says something. You know, that, that should open people's eyes and realizing that these are little girls that we're talking about, not grown women. Yeah, can we pause there just for a second? Because I, the injustices that are happening there, and that's the whole thing, right, that not only are we convincing 
you know, parents, but we're convincing children. This is child abuse. Mm-hmm. And we're convincing them of, you know, the, 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 obviously there's a contraceptive narrative, but underneath that is that the only way that you're going to be happy is if you're sexually active. Right. Which in and of itself is, you know, ripping people's lives apart. I mean, when you think of, I mean, it's just sort of commonly accepted out there, but when you think of like a, a 13-year-old child, male or female, <laughs> that's out sexually active at 13, I mean, at right. 13, you shouldn't be, you know, out in the looking at pornography. You shouldn't be fornicating. All these things that are obviously the, the, the sexual end of it reserved for adults and marriage. But they're starting it so early that, that that in and of itself is creating a culture of unbridled sexual activity. And that right. what you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, is then the secondary mechanism of Planned Parenthood is then, then now they're pregnant. And so, hey, we helped you with the con- contraceptive that didn't work. And so now we're going to bring you in for an abortion. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I, what I want people to understand is, you know, one of my biggest missions, or will be soon, hopefully, is, is really to start talking more about contraception and the contraceptive mentality of how we really will not be able to eliminate the abortion mentality without the contraceptive mentality. And that's just the truth. I mean, we're, we're closing off to life, but we're, we're producing um, this, these future clients. And I would say to people, you know, women don't end up at the abortion facility unless they're pregnant, and they don't become pregnant unless they're having sex. And Planned Parenthood is at the forefront of pushing young people into having sex, in being, you know, mainly before marriage, always before marriage, in all my experience of working there. Um, and then younger and younger ages because of the idea that really they to it and they um, are more reckless and they make bad choices. And yet here's Planned Parenthood supporting that choice and trying to empower that choice for young people to have sex and saying that, oh, you're being responsible, you're doing a good thing, coming in, getting on birth control. And what pe- many people don't realize either are that these young girls, they don't need parental consent to go in there and get birth control. So no one can, right. which is you know, a lot of times no one knows. And then not only that, but then you've got this other side issue of, of sex trafficking and sexual abuse and the cover-up there uh, that Planned Parenthood um, also contributes and, and, and deals, you know, there's, that's the whole other side issue, too, to that. Yeah, I get, I- Again, when we were we were talking earlier, <clears throat> I'd get I'd be interested in getting your perspective on this. We were talking about how so much of this contraception, abortion, all this stuff is driven by mo- is driven by money. And mm-hmm. you know, I, when when you talk about <clears throat> you know here here's the contraceptive, we know you know you're going to be reckless with it, and you're eventually going to come back. And so we're willing to give you these free contraceptives so that we can get the abortion later on. Is that is right. that something that you experienced, or is is that is that how it functions? Oh yeah, I mean that, definitely, and it's not something that's real obvious. You know, eventually you kind of just start piecing the puzzle together. You know, but you right. but you see it, and it makes sense because your and I'll give you an example. Um, we had at one point a very large, um, what would you say, inventory of of emergency contraception. So Plan B, we had a large inventory at the administrative office where they dispensed all of our contraceptives to each clinic. And these, these, uh, this emergency contraception was not being sold quickly enough, and it was going to expire. And so they ended up having this, um, you know, like this uh, contest to see which clinic sold the most pl- Plan B, and then they offered an incentive of a $50 Visa gift card to all the employees of the clinic that sold the most plan B. But the issue with that is no that way. You're, yeah, you're, you're pushing 
you know, an emergency contraception, something that you don't want women necessarily to <laughs> have to purchase, right? Um, because yeah, we're, exactly. They're supposed to be, they're supposed to be in the, the business of prevention, right? But, you, you know, you don't want women buying this. And then not only that, but they were getting a discount. So it was like a two-for-one deal, right? You get two for the price of one. And then they would tell us, well, you know, try to give it, try to sell it to everyone, everyone, everyone. Uh, and convince them that, oh, you know, they could put it in their medicine cabinet for later. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, not there's so many issues with that, right? But not only that, but eventually these contraceptives, this emergency contraception is going to expire. And we know that, you know, as medication expires, it becomes less effective. So, you know, again, it produces that cycle of, okay, future abortion. Yeah, well, I, the, the, I've suspected this for years, and I've heard other people talk about it, but getting uh, your insights, Ramona, from, from one who was, you know, firsthand witnessing it is just fascinating. Ladies and gentlemen, we uh, are with Ramona Trevino, uh, who used to be a director at a Planned Parenthood <coughs> clinic. Uh, and you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. Brothers in blood. Brothers in the priesthood. And we're joined here with Father Greg Luger today as well. Ramona, how long uh, had you been uh, in Planned Parenthood, you know, volunteer in total? I never volunteered. Uh, again, you know, I, I wasn't really familiar with who this organization was. You know, so really I got in there. Um, by my own ignorance of not knowing. I've, I had heard of Planned Parenthood. I grew up in a little rural town, so I wasn't really familiar with, you know, the issue of abortion. We didn't talk about it. It wasn't something that I was real familiar with. And um, and so I had never volunteered for, for Planned Parenthood. I started working for them and believed I was doing something good. Right. Yeah. When, when did you figure out uh, that you weren't doing something good? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's... It's a long story, of course, <laughs> but, right. you know, initially I think that that first um, jolt, I guess, was was when I gave my first abortion referral. I mm. went in with the, with the idea that I wasn't really going to have to deal with abortion at my location because I thought, oh, it's something that happens at another clinic. It, it happens in the bigger city in Dallas, and um, we're just here, you know, to do birth control and prevent abortion. And so it was probably just a, a maybe even maybe a few weeks in or maybe a month in that I gave my first abortion referral. And so that was... Um, Not hurried right along took, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. And it took me off guard because I, um, I don't know if any you know people know, but I was a teen mom. I had a, my daughter when I was 17. I chose life. It was abortion wasn't an option for me. So it's just kind of odd, you know, that... I would work for somebody like Planned Parenthood and support, you know, a woman's right to choose to abort. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was a lot of things. I worked there for three years and, you know, I, and there was a lot of things that troubled me, including seeing young girls coming in for birth control and, and seeing, you know, a girl at 14 years old who had already had three sexual partners in her life. And, you know, there was, there was so many things that disturbed me and I couldn't quite figure out why. You know why these things were bothering me. What was wrong with this organization? Uh, and right, exactly. You know, but there was something okay. unsettling, I suppose, just being there. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and it was just like this moral struggle, you know, tug of war. You know that you know on one hand there were all these things that were unsettling, and yet on the other hand, you know, I had um, 
I wanted I wanted my job. I wanted my position. I was happy. We worked three days a week, so we were part. I was a part time clinic, and so I got to enjoy my work, but also enjoy my time off with my family. And um, so it was convenient for me to be there. And um, yeah, I can't. I can't it's, it's just it's fascinating, Ramona. We really want to thank you for uh, being on with us. And Ramona will be a guest speaker at an evening event honoring the participants of the Forty Days for Life fall campaign and all who stand for life you're invited to join her as she shares her story of conversion which i imagine will be amazing (laughs) from an abortion provider to an advocate for life mark your calendars tuesday january 22nd 3 p.m at the avalon event center in south fargo 7 7 to 8 30 p.m again that's on january 22nd at the avalon event center in south fargo thank you again ramona for being on with us we'd love to have you back sometime we're moving right along everybody this morning in the real presence live segment sons of thunder and it's time for another quick break but when we return we will go cruising through the region and i'm talking cruising through the region and find out what's happening in your neck of the woods and later what happens at a bishop's retreat will tell you this and more on the other side of the break, RPR Network. Live, engaging, and local, that's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. There's a certain amount of trust uh, in the people who are in the ministry of providing Catholic Radio and in the programming that they bring on for people. Mm -hmm. And I found in the beautiful story of Real Presence Radio here, such a wonderful job that these people do that people come to expect and know that what they're going to hear is what they should be able to hear. So it's a real mission. The bishops are behind it. I've had the privilege of getting a call from members of the board saying, Bishop Hepner, would you be interested to give Bishop Serba a call over in Duluth? We think maybe there's an opportunity for a station there. And I'm more than happy to do that. And Bishop Serba takes that call and says, oh, that's wonderful. You know, I'm certainly interested in that. So all of a sudden, there's something in Duluth. I had the privilege of calling Bishop Quinn in Winona not too long ago. Uh, Would you mind calling Bishop Quinn in Winona? Oh, I'd be glad to do that. Now, look at where the spirits led it and Winona's on board. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from Mystic Monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two. 
because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We are Real Presence Live here at CHI on a pro-life, very special show. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. And right now it's time for our 10-minute tour. We're going around the region with the Younger Thunder. All right. First and foremost, KC Breakfast, Mandan, North Dakota. The Am I talking Columbus to the younger Thunder here? You are, you are. We got Bill on the phone here. How, how are you doing, Bill? Doing well. I'm, I'm honored. Uh, yeah, so you see, uh, what I'm calling about is the Knights of Columbus at Christ the King Parish in Mandan are going to be putting on a breakfast for the First Choice Clinic uh, weekend, uh, the Women's uh, Care Center. And it'll be on uh, Sunday morning. It'll be from 9 to 11.30. And the breakfast will include sausage, scrambled eggs, hash brown wedges, pancakes, ice cream, fruit, juice, and uh, milk and coffee. And uh, it will be for a free will offering. So we'd uh, like to encourage uh, anybody who can to come and, uh, and enjoy a good breakfast. Awesome. Bill, thanks for doing that. You know, it's always great. We, during this uh, month of January, we're doing everything and everything, anything we can to get uh, the word out about pro-life. And you guys are doing great work. Knights of Columbus always do great work. In fact, we have a night here from my council. Pete Diker just stopped by to drop off some stuff here for the largest baby shower in the area. Second, we have Theology Uncapped in, in Duluth, Minnesota. St. Benedict in Duluth to host Theology Uncapped, a bishop's role as a shepherd of Christ's flock. Theology Uncapped is dedicated to bringing people closer together through educational discussions centered around faith-based topics. The next event features the topic, A Bishop's Role as a Shepherd of Christ's Flock, with Bishop Paul Serba, the Diocese of Duluth, and Bishop Thomas Aitken, Aitken sorry, of the Northwestern Minnesota Synod, ELCA. You're invited on Thursday, January 17th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Benedict Catholic Church in Duluth. Dinner is included, but seating is limited. To reserve your spot today, go to www.theologyuncapped.org. That's uncapped, like you're kind of, you know, capping a bottle. Second, we have Refuel, Rapid City, South Dakota. For all who serve the church, join us January 25th, 26th at Tira Sancta Retreat Center, for Refuel 2019 Source and Summit Encountering Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. We have a dynamic speaker lined up, Father Scott Trainer, author. Speaker. Yeah, he's amazing. He's a good friend, uh, an amazing speaker, especially on the discernment of spirits and how to pray. He is the author of The Parish as a School of Prayer. The priest of diocese and a priest of the diocese of Sioux Falls. He will inspire and help us to grow in our love and encounter with our Lord in the Eucharist. We'll begin with mass and dinner at 5:30 p.m. on Friday evening and end at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Friday dinner and Saturday lunch are included. Lodging, Saturday breakfast are optional. 
Registration cost is $70. Early bird cost, if you register by January 1st, which would be passed, <laughs> so you could only <laughs> register at the $70 uh, fee. To register, simply visit www.rapidcitydiocese.org. Refuel hyphen 2018. Third, Mass for Life, Grand Forks, North Dakota. St. Michael's Catholic Church, Grand Forks. Mass for Life, January 20th, 2019. 5 p.m. Chili feed will follow the mass in the church basement. Here's I want to get back to this Terra Sancta. Terra Sancta. Number one, I really like the name of it. And uh, we just want to tell everybody again, it's January 25th through January 26th. And, you know, Father Scott Trainer, let's give him a little bit of a plug. Yeah, he's a great speaker. He's a uh, discernment of spirits. I've heard him speak many is, times. Was he vocation director or something? No, he was, a, he was the rector at St. John Vianney in Denver. So this is a serious, serious speaker, everybody, coming in. Uh, to, where was it at? Rapid City again, and uh, moving on then to the Mass for Life, Grand Forks. We have Phil on the phone. Phil, how you doing today? Good morning. Everything's going great. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your Mass for Life out in Grand Forks? Yes, sir. St. Michael's Church here in Grand Forks, for the last six years now, we've been doing a Mass for Life and a celebration of life around the time of the Roe v. Wade decision in January. So this year is our sixth annual one. We're hoping one of these years that we don't have to do this, but uh, we have Mass at 5 o'clock, a Sunday evening Mass at 5 o'clock at St. Mike's, followed by a chili feed down in the church basement. We take a free will offering, and we uh, use that free will offering then for some of our pro-life activities that we do as a council here in, in Grand Forks. And then we follow up with a, a speaker. We usually have a short topic. Uh, this year we have Jill Chandler. She's the executive director of the Women's Pregnancy Center here in Grand Forks. Uh, the Women's Pregnancy Center here in Grand Forks was the recipient of one of our ultrasound machines a few years back. And uh, they have some wonderful stories and, and beautiful pictures to show from their ultrasound already and all the lives that have been saved with that. So we're anxious to hear Jill give us a little update on what the Women's Pregnancy Center is doing. Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks Phil. for all the good thanks. work you're doing out there, Phil. I, 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 I love St. Michael's Catholic Church. I went to uh, the University of North Dakota uh, for nursing many moons ago, and I kind of really found a home between the Newman Center uh, and St. Michael's. I can't remember who the old priest was there, Father Ed something. Does that sound Father correct? Ed Sherman. Yes, Father Ed Is Sherman. Is he still alive? Oh, yes. We're actually doing an appreciation wow. uh, appreciation breakfast for him on the 27th of this month, too. That's and, great. Uh, yeah, tell him Father Walt says hi. Good having you on, Phil. Fourth, Brendan Case, you. Parish Mission, Holy Family Church, Grand Forks, North Dakota. He's preaching a mission on the Holy Spirit and hearing God's voice at Holy Family Church in Grand Forks, January 14th to the 17th. Welcome, Brendan. How you doing? Okay, when we've got a parish mission going on in the Holy Spirit and hearing God's voice at Holy Family Church in Grand have Forks. You ever, have, you ever, have you ever been to a, a, a parish mission where they, they like have... Like a life in the Spirit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I have not been to the life in the Spirit. I was actually just talking to a good friend of mine. Derek Seawright, he was going to go to one out in the Towner area, I believe, uh, this last week, but I'm not sure whether he did or not. Yeah, you know, parish missions are huge. you got to have them. Uh, 
we, you know, Brendan has a healing ministry uh, that I'm sure he will be doing during this parish mission. And uh, yeah, I mean, Holy Family Church in Grand Forks, January 14th to the 17th. You know who was at Holy Family Church? Was no. Father Ackerman, Father Phil Ackerman, and Father. No, Phil that was in Fargo. I know. No, 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 no. I, I realize. I don't think he's there anymore. But when I was up, or when when uh, when I was up there. Oh, afterwards. up in Grand Forks. Yeah, and Father Ackerman, everybody, both Father Josh and I are from the Fargo Diocese. And Father Ackerman baptized Me. Uh, Father Josh. And, uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, it was really sick. And brought our dad into the church. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, dad was a Lutheran. and So get on out there, everybody. We uh, They're having a parish mission on the Holy Spirit and hearing God's voice at Holy Family Church in Grand Forks. I'm sure it'll be a very <coughs> spiritual and uh, full day there with uh, at holy at that at holy spirit church so that wraps it all up in our 10 minute tour today we feature this real presence live at 10 a.m central hour if you would like to have your event featured please call brandon clark at 1-877-795-0122 1-877-795-0122 and we'd be happy to we would be happy to feature it. Well, I thank everybody for calling in and having uh, their stuff featured on the 10-minute tour. We'll meet you on the backside of this break. God bless. Well, it's extremely important. Uh, our first adventure into television and radio was through EWTN and watching Mother Angelica saying the rosary with her, watching numerous programs. And when our bishop, Robert Bruce, asked if we would be uh, involved in bringing a radio station to western South Dakota, we jumped at the opportunity. And we were uh, involved in the original fundraising for purchasing of a transmitter facility and the licensing, etc., and we're just ecstatic about the fact that we now can reach so many more people. Our state is small population, great distances between mm -hmm. right. locations, and radio is an absolute necessity for reaching out to those. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. 
We will visit some of the missions of St. Junipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877-795-0122. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back, everybody. We are here live on site at CHI Pro-Life Hospital during a pro-life month, and we're talking about a lot of pro-life issues. I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. Welcome back, everybody. We now have Mark Horn and Mason Litz on the phone. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. Still working on Mason, Father Mark. Wonderful. Good to have you. Good to have you on. Uh, you're out in the diocese of Rapid City. Is that correct? Yes. Beautiful day out here. And are you uh, are you a chaplain there at St. Thomas More Catholic High School? I am not. I am not. I'm a, okay. I'm a pastor out of Hill City in Keystone. Oh, okay. Sounds like a nice area. Yeah. Oh, it's right. Got uh, Mount Rushmore, my parish boundaries. Beautiful. Oh, cool, cool. Welcome, Mason. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. So you're a student at St. Thomas More Catholic High School? Yes, sir. I think, you know, I, I, a few years back, I'm almost certain you that did, I was... You went down there. Yeah, I did a retreat for your faculty down there. You have that huge, giant church and chapel there, correct? Um, We have one out there, Santa. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking it is, but uh, it's it's pretty big. Yeah. Bigger than a normal high school chapel. It's like a full-size church, correct? Yeah. So this is, the, the, the event is called Men in Black. Maybe you guys, Father Mark or Mason, maybe Father Mark, maybe you can touch on what the event actually is. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so I'm not even sure how far back it goes, but it's basically the, the priests of the diocese have an opportunity to kind of go head-to-head with some of our, our high school men at St. Thomas More for... A basketball game, uh, January twenty eighth. Uh, uh, this right at the end of this month. Yeah. Good deal. And so it's a, it, you said it's the the priests. They they play. Right. Yeah. Who do they so play? It's, a, it's it's kind of a, a board for for vocations. It's a fun opportunity, competition for everyone. All families come out, enjoy it. Um, I've only done it one year, actually, 2016, as a new priest. Uh, so I've missed it the last few years, but yeah. Uh, are you any good? Are you any good? <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I know Father I'm Mark, not, Father, Father Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not because I'm only five foot four. So, like, somewhere around my oh. sophomore year of high school, I said this just isn't going to work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> You know they they have I've noticed in the kind of in the the region you know we have Fargo has the Collar Classic I think and then okay. in Bismarck we have Holy, Holy Hoops you guys have Men in Black it's kind of a a, okay, a nice so way to promote voc- yeah promote vocations what we what we do for Holy Hoops here in Bismarck is we have the the priests take on the seniors uh, at the high school who usually wins we do how about you guys out there did priests usually win Father. I can't think of a year we haven't actually. Yeah, I don't think the seniors have ever won. <laughs> it seems, yeah. uh, that's but so interesting I, to me. It was. I think that's going to change this year. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it would just seem though that like the the sheer the sheer endurance level 
Mason of the seniors versus, you know, priests that have been ordained or at least 25 or older, that you would think the endurance level of the younger man would easily outperform the older guy. It reminds me of Floyd Mayweather and uh, who was that? <laughs> that UFC fighter? You know, I'm like... Conor McGregor. Yeah, McGregor was like 25 and Floyd's like 40. And somehow, I'm 42 and I'm telling you, I couldn't keep up with a 25-year-old to save my life, but... Maybe I'm wrong. Not in peak physical condition, <laughs> worth hundreds of millions of dollars either. Now you got to think. They've got more experience, so. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's, that's true. That, and apparently, <clears throat> Mason makes a, a great point. You know, I, I mean, I, I think they definitely got to be as, as far. You know, because a lot of you guys are playing football, right? You know, and so I think you know the physical shape and the energy. I think you got to be there, but but the, the experience is really. That's, that's something I, I was considering. Like, how do we kind of come up on, on top every year after year? And I think it, it has to be something said about, you know, the, the priest is just kind of used to adversity day in, day out. You know? Hmm. When, you, when you kind of consider, about what, you know, from when we get up to when we go to bed, you know, we're, we're facing, you know, the, the, the adversity of the evil one each day and, and just kind of looking in, right in the face. And, <laughs> seniors, seniors in high school are nothing. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, well, yeah, pretty much, but, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm saying compared to the ministry, like, you know, we can handle them on the court. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, I, to give them credit, you know, these are good men being trained, you know, both in the classroom, on the football field, <clears> the court, <throat> everything they do, but when you compare, you know, this, the, the sheer, you know, experience, when you got a priest who's been ordained 40 years, I mean, please. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Well, good, everybody. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We are the Sons of Thunder, and we've got uh, Father Mark Horn and Mason on the line right now. Mason is a student at the Rapid City Catholic High School, and we got their big basketball game coming up. Men in Black. Called the Men in Black. I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. We are Brothers in Blood. Brothers in the Priesthood. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> now, this is more than just a friendly battle on the court. This is uh, also about vocations, right, Father? That's exactly right. Yep. So what is that? How do you how do you do that? How do you promote vocations through a basketball game? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, besides just 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 having fun uh, on the court and in the competition, you know, I I, I think it's kind of an opportunity <coughs> for us to show the youth, our young men, just the, the human side of being a priest. Uh, that you know, they always see us, of course, you know, celebrating the sacraments, but uh, you know, priests have normal human relationships just like everyone else. Uh, and, and so, exactly. you know, to, to show that you know, a priest is a man, a man chosen by Christ, no doubt, but a man nonetheless. And like all men, I think we, we best relate to our brothers. I think they're doing something together, you know, working as a team, accomplishing a common goal, overcoming, you know, odds, competition with one another. So, do you, does, yeah. does the do the effects of original sin ever enter into the game where you start trash talking? <laughs> uh you know, it's I, okay I, to I, say I, yes. I, I mean, I, I, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm like one of the biggest trash talkers there is. I'm awful, but I trash talk all the time. And, and so, if I played against you, honestly, I, I've never been a good trash talker. I wish I were at times, but like, my I think my response would be like, "Stop it! <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any good comebacks." Right. <laughs> Mason, maybe, maybe you can talk a little bit. You know, just being on the court with the priest. What's that like? Um, it kind of takes me back, and, and you, you're talking about, you know, original sin. Uh, <laughs> uh, I kind of have to re- remember where I'm at. 
you know, because I, 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 I did play ball in, in high school. Uh, really enjoyed it. I mean, being an athlete has always been kind of a part of me. But, um, but uh, I, I don't know. I just once once you're in the competition, it just all the cylinders start firing. It, it's a lot of fun. Is it the senior boys basketball team, or is this like... No, it's just the senior boys, right? Just senior boys. Yeah, it's just the senior boys. It's not yeah, maybe, maybe you can, maybe you can how uh, many guys tell play? Us what we're facing here. Um, I believe 10. 10 okay, so that's, play. you know, people are really getting into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, good. Mason, good. Of, of, of all the, the senior guys that are playing, how many of them are actually on the basketball team? There, none of them, honestly. <laughs> That's why, that's why you're not. That's, that's why, why the priests win. You got a bunch of five foot four guys like myself out there. Or these big football players, <laughs> yeah, man. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> the priests actually hand select the guys that they're going to play against. <laughs> well, well, listen, Mason. I'm I'm rooting for you guys this year. Exactly. I want I want you guys to put these priests in their place, man. So everybody, the 2008. <laughs> the, the 2018 Men in Black basketball game join hosts Andy Shaw and Father Michael Mooley on Monday, Malloy. January 28th. Malloy, I believe. Malloy, okay, I, I missed that one totally. I can't spell either, obviously. January 28th, as the priests of the Rapid City Diocese take on St. Thomas More Catholic High School seniors in the ultimate battle on, on the, the hardwood. hardwood. Live coverage, RPR Network begins at 6.45 Mountain Time with a tip-off at 7. If you can Join us in person at St. Thomas More High School Gym, the annual Men in Black basketball game, one night only, January 28th, here on the air, streaming live on Facebook and on the RPR app, exclusively on the RPR network. Father Mark, Mason, good luck to both of you. Thank you for being on. Ball it out, boys. You bet. You bet, not a problem. It's time for our last break of the morning. But stay with us because when we return on Real Presence Live, <clears throat> even if you're listening to the podcast on the Real Presence Radio Network app or the rebroadcast, next up you'll hear f- from one of the bishops who got whisked away to a retreat at the start of the month. Find out the details and how it went right after the break. God bless you guys. We'll see you in a couple minutes. This is Real Presence Live, local engaging live on the real presence radio network we all appreciate the comforting things in life great food laughter celebrating mass together and good friends at riverview you can enjoy all these wonderful things but it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes riverview home we share stories laughter smiles and our catholic faith Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzik Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzik Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. 
This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the saints and sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage October 10th through the 20th, 2019 with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labarade Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu serve. Welcome back, everybody. We are live in the lobby of CHI here in Bismarck, and we are wrapping up the end of our show in this segment. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. We're brothers in blood. Brothers in the priesthood. And we have Bishop Paul Serba on the line. Bishop, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, uh, Fathers. Great to be with you, too, here in lovely Duluth. Duluth, right? Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's a beautiful area. Ra- of the Father uh, Ryan Moravitz was uh, he was at the NAC when I was there, and, and then I did a parish mission out there for Father Brandon. Okay, so you got you got brothers out there too. Yeah, we've got. We were just. I was talking to your brother about that because I have a brother who is a priest as well, and so no we're way. talking of yeah. So we're talking combinations. You mentioned the Moravitz brothers, and you guys. Bishop, are you the? The older of the two, or is your is it your younger brother that's a priest, or is he your older brother? You know, as the listeners know, it's my oldest brother is a priest, and so uh, now you're a bishop. <laughs> I know, and it gives you it... know, the irony, <laughs> I mean, of it, or the uniqueness of it, actually, is he's a he's a priest in my diocese. No way! So, wow. <laughs> so only brothers can appreciate that. Yeah, to the whole to exactly. one of you guys someday, exactly. maybe. Maybe it will you know what it out. is? It's because the older uh, it's the older brother was always picked on the other brother, <laughs> the younger, and so he has to be humbled. And yeah. this is the only way that God could do it. So my path to heaven. <laughs> I was ordained second bishop, so for an entire year I was a deacon, and I'd have to bow down before Father Josh and ask for his blessing. Which it was <laughs> wonderful. There might be a little extra purgatory time. I, I, I let the Alleluia almost finish before I gave the blessing. <laughs> So, Bishop, you were uh, at the retreat um, just recently. Could you maybe just tell us a little bit about it? Who was at the retreat, and what did you find out about it? Sure, sure. So, um, back in October, um, actually, after a meeting of the with the officers of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, um, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, requested that the bishops of the United States set a time 
for a spiritual retreat as soon as possible. And so um, Cardinal DiNardo and the, uh, his team uh, offered the January dates. So we met in retreat from January 2nd to the 8th. And our Holy Father had um, encouraged us to pray together over the course of seven days. He said a time of seclusion, prayer, and discernment as a necessary step uh, responding to the spirit of the gospel, to the crisis of credibility that you are experiencing as a church. And so our Holy Father kindly offered um, the preaching of Father Cantalamessa, who is the preacher to the papal household. And so he served he as our came. retreat director. He came. Holy uh, cow. Yeah, I know. It's an amazing... Uh, he's been, <clears throat> for those who don't know him, he's been the preacher to the papal household since St. John Paul II. So I think it was since 1980. And um, mm -hmm. he is a remarkable, internationally known uh, retreat master. And so we were blessed with him. And then uh, Cardinal Supich offered the campus of Mundelein Seminary as the location for the retreat. So. Beautiful campus. I, I, I did a little thing, a little stint with IPF out there on spiritual direction. So it's absolutely stunning out there. Beautiful place for retreat too. Yeah, it was a beautiful uh, place, uh, and the weather for Chicago cooperated as well. We actually had some sunny days, and it hit fifty degrees, which was a, uh, you know, for those wow. of us coming from the north, uh, you know, it was a great thing. Those coming from the south. Uh, probably wasn't warm enough, but... <laughs> they um, weren't too impressed, huh? They were not so impressed. But, gosh, you know, the um, the retreat was, uh, of course, much needed, and um, the Holy Father's uh, sending of Cantalamessa, Father, to, to preach, it was... He's an extraordinary preacher, so I think the, the spirit with which, you know, we entered into it and uh, what he had to offer us, uh, please God, was beneficial not just to us but to the whole church so he had, conferences. The yeah, they had different uh, kinds of th themes i mean he uh well you know within the context of our present crisis you know he uh wanted to point to our own personal conversion really as what we can contribute as well as the efforts you know at making our church um, to respond to our present needs but the conferences covered uh, all kinds of different themes. You know, it was everything from um, staying with Jesus, you know, in intimacy with Christ in order to undergo a radical conversion ourselves, to his topics touched on celibacy, um, sharing Jesus' poverty, you know, for unity. We had a, a beautiful uh, penitential prayer service, you know, a Church on Her Knees uh, was the title of that talk, and it was in reparation for our sins and those of the world. Um, mm -hmm. We made daily holy hours, you know, in Eucharistic adoration, had times for confession, and lots of silence. You know, the noon meal was always in silence, and then had opportunities for silent prayer and reflection. So, you know, a lot to think you about. Know, I'm Bishop, as you talk, as you talk about this, I, I just, you know, I, I really wish that this could get some publicity, <laughs> some coverage. You know, <clears throat> there's so much negative talk about the bishops right now, and I think this is such a beautiful thing that you guys are doing. Yeah. On behalf of the church, you know, they just, and you just don't get to hear that, unfortunately. Yeah, I think part, you know, um, they took, although, uh, you know, the press was notified and our Holy Father, you know, issued a letter, it, it really was a time away, you know, so we weren't, you know, there weren't press conferences or things like that or lots of cameras, you know, so that was kind of nice, the campus, as you said, you know, it's a beautiful campus, and so we were able to, although they had 
some security measures and things around, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was really a, a retreat time, you know. So, um, yeah, hopefully the fruits of it, the bishops locally and, you know, universally will share um, with their dioceses. So, I just think, Bishop, that, you know, we would be two priests. We have Father Greg Luger here with us as well, newly ordained. Um, but, you know, I, almost all of the priests that I know in this diocese at least do a holy hour uh, yeah. every day of in, in adoration. And I just, there's something deep in my heart that says that, as simple as that sounds, that the answer to the time that we're living in right now is Jesus and us being with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, and somehow Jesus is going to do something that is going to figure out, you know, a lot of this and a lot of this stuff. And we've we've had multiple conversations on the Sons of Thunder segment, Real Presence Live, about the scandal and how this is not, at least from our perspective, and obviously we're limited. We're just awesome priests. We're not bishops, but it's it, it was a thing of the past, you know. And so it's like the generation that has the helm right now is. You know, cleaning a lot of stuff up from a lot of different you know areas, and but holiness is is the key to this whole thing, and an authenticity in our relationship with the Lord that the world needs to see once again. Yeah, you could speak to that a little bit. Well, I think, Father. Yeah, to those points, um, we certainly you know, no matter what our our age, and this is the time that the Lord has invited us, um, you know, to be uh, close to Him and stay with Him as priests, as bishops. And there is no closer way than the Eucharist, which is, you know, source and summit of everything, as you say. So I, I'm strongly in favor of and encourage all of our priests, like you guys are doing, to take advantage of being with the Lord in, in His Eucharistic presence. And uh, I think, you know, the challenge that I felt on the retreat personally, again, was both uh, one of the themes was the invocation of God the Holy Spirit, you know, so Contalamesso is beautiful. He took the hymn, which is known to you, the Veni Creator Spiritus, and it was kind of our intro into all of the, the conferences and the talks, and we would just ask God, hope the Holy Spirit, to take possession of our hearts, you know, to bring about a change in us, you know, open our eyes, that we might do the things that the Lord is inviting us to do. Um, but it sort of turns the, um, what, the approach that typically we do in the in the world, you know, instead of it's like my will, and this is the way I see right. forward all this stuff, it's rather to say, no, God, you are Lord, you know, you're Master, this whole scandal and crisis is beyond our capacity to address all of its hurts, you know, it's, but help us to do what we can, and and you give us the lead, you know, so we pray, and then from that, you know, flows the actions that we take or the steps that we take, you know, so yeah, I think ab- it was, absolutely. yeah, along the lines of what you said, so... Excellent. Well, we're uh, here live at CHI uh, in Bismarck, and we have Bishop Paul Serba on the phone with us right now talking about the retreat that the U.S. bishops were just recently on. Bishop, just really quickly, if you could, maybe what was your reaction uh, when you first heard about the planned efforts at the bishops' meeting were being delayed? And then after the retreat, kind of where you're at? Well, like most of the bishops of the United States, you know, we were coming from our perspective and what we know, you know, having been in this crisis for some time. And so our efforts at proposing things to the Holy See about bishops' accountability and um, the things that we believe, you know, we need to do to facilitate that, you know, I was passionate about that, like my brothers were. Um, The Holy Father... Uh, these things uh, from a universal perspective, and so meaning the whole world, and I think uh, he asked us to 
uh, <coughs> take some time, you know, which I think we were we're still desiring to, you know, move ahead with what we proposed to him, but he had a different way forward. So he is our Holy Father. We're trying to, you know, listen to what it is he's asking of us and cooperate with that and trust in, you know, God the Holy Spirit to uh, lead us in the right place. So I, I would ask our listeners, you know, they know uh, uh, the meeting with the Holy Father and the presidents and representatives from the bishops' conferences is taking place in February, just that people are really praying and, you know, fasting and, you know, doing what they can to offer love and support, that we do what we're supposed to do, you know, following from the Ab- Holy Spirit's lead. Absolutely. Your Excellency, Excellency, thank you for your witness and your words. We want to thank Bishop Paul Serve for the Bishop of Duluth for being on with us. And that wraps up our show for today. Bishop, thank you for being on. And we're going to go to Eli for a preview of the next show. Alrighty, thank you, Father. Here's what's coming up on our next show tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Michael Wilde and Brandon Clark. Here's a crazy fact, and it's not really a good crazy. Did you know that there's a now a brokerage for surrogacy in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? It's a place that works to line up contracts with those wanting children and potential surrogate mothers, and the money that exchange is paid out between all involved parties is immense. Chris Motes of the South Dakota Catholic Conference will share more about this and explain why, no matter what state you live in, you'll need to work against this. And you're used to hearing him do the show previews and the weather on Real Presence Live on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Well, production assistant Gregory Splonskowski will give us a live update as he heads with a large group from here in Fargo to the March for Life in uh, Washington, D.C. And the gift of life is beautiful, and some couples wait a very long time to have the opportunity to raise a child. Jeff and Melissa Benda will share their journey of waiting and hoping to be the great joy on that day of... And the great joy on the day that they heard their daughter was going to be a part of their lives. That and a whole lot more coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the RPR Network. Father? Hey, thanks, Eli. Uh, Welcome back again. We are live here at CHI, and we want to thank them for letting us be here and do our whole radio show in this very unique area uh, of the hospital we've seen a lot of people coming in and in and about people small been, crowds gathering the lobby, <laughs> people weighing you've been in saying things. small crowds we're gonna be all we're, we're gonna we're gonna need a boom mic next time we're here because we need to do some on-site interviews there were people that wanted in on the show that just couldn't get in well we remind you that you can donate to the largest baby shower in the area the first choice women's care center crib club uh, is taking donations. Uh, you can bring them to CHI. Cashwise has a drop-off in the local parishes in the area. We have had one heck of a show here live at CHI, everybody. We have talked to the, one of the former directors of Planned Parenthood. We talked to local uh, supporters and uh, organizers of the First Choice Clinic, which is doing an amazing job. And we had a great discussion uh, <coughs> on air about the pro-life issues of our time. And we even got to talk to a student who is on his way. And I will say the Diocese of Bismarck has six buses full of students that are heading out there right now from all of our Catholic high schools uh, and the diocesan contingent that went with them. We want to pray for them. We want to pray for the bishop. And we, we want to pray together and work together uh, from a pro-life standpoint so that we can end the scourge of abortion and contraception and all of these things that are against Jesus. Get so, out there and get loud. Get out there and get weird Catholic. Get <laughs> loud Catholic and let's change everything out there that we can. Folks, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And until next time, we are the, the Sons, Sons of, of Thunder. Thunder. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. 
Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.